I am going to talk today about a manifestation that happened on a trip that I took last week. And when I was thinking about what to talk about today, that immediately came to mind because I thought everybody needs a good manifestation story to let them know what is possible. And my story felt pretty impossible in the moment, but yet I didn't let it stop me from believing that it was possible. And belief is so key uh, in being clear about what it is that you want. And you might think, oh, that's kind of a simple manifestation. But if you listen to the story, there were a lot of things that had to happen for it to come true. And so I also recommend a book because I wouldn't have manifested it if I hadn't been listening on my trip to a specific book that actually tells or told me, and will tell you if you listen to the book or order the book or read the book, I happen to be listening to it on Audible, but in my ear, this person is telling me how powerful I am as a manifester and how I can bring what I want into my life. And I was hearing that on the flight. And so I was like, I'm going to manifest this thing and dang it if I didn't get it. So listen in and hear what it is. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Today's episode is about a manifestation I did last week, and it's just proof. And, you know, it's funny because I believe so much in manifestations And I encourage and teach how to do manifestations, but every single time one happens, I'm still shocked and amazed about how incredible the power of our energy is to bring and attract into our lives what we desire. So today I'm going to talk about something that I manifest. It was intentional, uh, as you should have manifestations be. You don't want unintentional manifestations, but you might be wondering what is an unintentional manifestation. And an unintentional manifestation is when you manifest things into your life that you don't want because your thoughts attract things into your life. And what a lot of people don't realize is that when you are sitting in thoughts that, by the way, you can control. A lot of people think I can't control my thoughts. Yes, you can control your thoughts. It takes effort, but mostly just awareness, because once you're aware of how much you're thinking about something that you don't want and how to shift it, then you can have what you want. <laughs> it's it's uh, pretty simple uh, in, in its construct, uh, but it's uh, hard to apply and mostly because people just don't realize it. 
So you want a manifestation, like your thoughts around what you do want. And one of the problems, and this was me, is that we are so hazy and unclear on what we want. Uh, And so we have to be clear on what we want. And that gives the universe direction. And so have you ever done something like taken a test and not have clear direction? And and so whatever you do instructions that weren't clear and or they were incorrect. And then so you did it wrong. So that's what we're doing. We have to give the right direction to the universe of what we want. And so I had a really fun manifestation and just further proof that this stuff works. So it all started, uh, the manifestation really came about because I was listening to a book on Audible on my on my recent trip. And it was a book that was recommended to me by my coach. And honestly, he he posted on social media the four books that have changed his life. And only one of them I had read. Well, I had actually hadn't really read the the fourth one, but I knew of it. The other one, the other three I hadn't really heard of. And so I immediately went and got them on Audible to listen to. And I, of course, which one am I going to listen to first? And I love to listen to books on trips. That's one of the things I love about going on trips is that it's actually time that forces me to like binge, binge learn. So I had a flight that was going from East Coast to West Coast. Well, actually two flights. And so I had a good eight to nine hours of time that I could dedicate to uh, listening to a book. So I picked the book that was, you know, just calling to me. It was the one that uh, I felt more uh, aligned in the moment to read. Uh, And so it was a book by Esther Hicks. If you're uh, familiar with Esther Hicks, uh, she channels Abraham Hicks. It's very interesting, but she's got a lot of YouTube videos, a lot about the law of attraction. But the book is called The Vortex, and I highly recommend it. I'm not even, an, I'm an hour in. I didn't like, I was doing other things on the flight too. Uh, and I was so fascinated. I rewound and listened to other, and li- and re-listened to parts of it because it was just so like, I got to hear this again <laughs> in the moment. And then I took notes the second time. But the book essentially is about, uh, it starts off about, and it and it speaks to the intent of the book is the relationship, it's about relationships. But most importantly, the relationship we have with our soul. So it speaks of these two parts. And I'll talk more in a future episode about this. But just to give you an idea of of kind of how the book starts and, and kind of what it promises the reader. But that you have two parts. You have this non-physical part, which is your soul. And you have this physical part of you, which is your human version that you came to into the world to be for this time here uh, while you're, you have your human life and how it's so important that these two parts work together to really have the best life that you can. But more, most importantly, we are here in human form to expand our soul. And so our soul wants to learn. Our soul can't learn in non-human form what we can learn or or, or can't experience uh, the physical and the soul self, right? So there's these two parts. Uh, and so it, it's just energy. 
And so you have to experience things in your physical self using your senses. Uh, and in doing that, it, it the soul expands. So we're here for expansion, which is a great way to look at it. But what I thought was so interesting is that we can't expand when we are exposed to similar things as us, because similar things are us or they feel good, right? They're like, oh, this person's like me and I want to be around them. But how are you really learning? You, I mean, you can learn things from people that you like who might have information that you desire that you don't have. So there's expansion in that sense of with with uh, people that are like minds as you. But where do you most expand is when you're exposed to something that uh, is different than you. And so variety, you know, I'd say variety is the spice of life. Variety is the spice for the soul to expand. And so the more that we're exposed with differences, different people, different cultures, different worlds than ours, that might, we might resist and not feel comfortable around. It's okay because our soul is expanding and that's what we're here for. And so it was such this amazing concept that really made me desire to keep listening, right? So she started to talk about the law of attraction because with the law of attraction, we, we are, when we communicate with the soul, it's, it's an energy exchange. So we're, we can't like, like it's not another human that we can interact with. So we have to understand the energy and what energy produces positive or negative and the law of attraction is a universal law. It's scientific, but the energy we produce affects our reality. And so what kind of reality do you want to live? Do you want to live a reality of attracting what you desire and having the life you want, a, a life you can create based on your relationship with your soul and letting your soul know what you want? and bring that into reality? Or do you want to live a life where everything's an uphill climb, everything's an obstacle to get around, everything's a negative view, and you can't have what you want because you don't think you can have it. And so the energy you're sending out to your soul is one of, you know, completely blocking the soul from trying to help you. And not expanding the soul, obviously, how frustrating your soul must be if you're in the place where you think you nothing's possible that you want. And so having this awareness is the first step and then starting to attract what you want and be clear on what you want is the, is the next step. So I was listening to the law of attraction chapter and just it was really coming through about what you can create in your life just through your thoughts and just be really specific in what that is that you want and your soul and the universe will do everything it can to lay the foundation for you to get that and to clear the obstacles from you or to, if there are obstacles, to give you the clarity you need to overcome those obstacles through faith. A lot of it's through faith too, knowing if you knew that you could have that thing, 
wouldn't you take the action and do the things that were necessary to get that? So here's my manifestation story. The flight that I had two flights connecting with about a two and a half hour layover. So I get to the airport for my first flight and I get a message. As soon as I arrive at the airport, I get a text message that says, first flight has been delayed by, it was like 40 minutes. And I was like, okay, let's hope that that sticks because I can still make my second flight. But as most delayed flights, uh, as in my experience happens, is then another delay. So you keep getting these text messages that are, sorry, but it's delayed again. New time is. So it got delayed to the point at which I wasn't going to make my connecting flight. So I'm a take action kind of gal. And I immediately took action to get on the next flight, which was going to allow me to get to my destination the same day. Late, but the same day. So I, as it turned out, I was going to arrive in Phoenix at like seven o'clock, which means I'd get to the hotel by eight, which means that biological clockwise, it's three hours earlier there. So by then it's like pushing on midnight and then the the event was going to start the next morning. So it was really important that I get there on time. So I I went ahead and um, switched the flight to the later flight and was even got a half decent seat. So usually, you know, you switch those, you're like, get a crappy seat. So I still got, uh, I didn't get a metal seat. So that was good. So I'm there and I'm uh, waiting for my flight. We finally uh, get on and we get on the flight and the the pilot says, and, and let me say, the flight was supposed to arrive after the flight closed the door to leave, the second flight closed to leave. So it was not likely that I would get on that that flight. But the the pilot said, we're going to go as fast as we can. We're going to get there as soon as possible to hopefully not mess up too many connecting flights. And they always pad these flight times, you know, they always. And, and so we didn't go as high in the air because that takes time. We stayed low. We went really fast. I mean, I could like tell we were just like jamming. So I started to realize on the flight that there was a little bit of a chance that I could make that flight. I mean, it was going to be close. And the airport that I was going to, I'm very familiar with. I connect there a lot. I'm from a smaller town, so we have to go to a couple of different cities to go to somewhere else. So I'm very familiar. Flights always, I go through this, this airport. So the airport is like a spider in its design. It's like got the center hub and it's got five legs. So uh, they are the terminals A, B, C, D, and E. So if you can imagine, I came in at the end. Why is it always the end of the terminal? The very like end... (laughs) Not the beginning. I never get the beginning. So I came at the end of a terminal E and I had to get to the end of terminal B. So if you think of E and B, they're like opposite ends of the airport. And I had a heavy backpack with two laptops in it. And 
I had my carry on because I wanted to thank God I had a carry on and didn't have check my bags um, uh, so that I had that to lug. Not your average grandma. Just remember, that's me <laughs> running through the airport. Uh, so right as I was flying in the air on my way to the airport where I thought I was going to miss my flight, my connecting flight, but I did have an alternative plan in place. I started listening to the book, The Vortex, talking about how we can have whatever we want and desire. We have to be clear on what it is. We have to let the universe know what it is. And we have to actually envision it in our head and know and believe, that's a big part too, believe that it's possible. So I was like, I desire to catch that connecting flight. I desire to be there. I don't want to get there because the flight that I was going to end up on was going to get to Phoenix so late that it would be like three o'clock in the morning, my time, by the time I got to the hotel biologically. And so I was like, that would not be my preference. I'll deal with it, but that would not be my preference. So I'm going to choose to believe that I am going to get that connecting flight. So, but, well, the other thing that I should say is, like I said, you have to take the action to make that happen. It's not just like wishing for it and believing that it could happen and then sitting back and twiddling your thumbs. No, you have to take that inspired action uh, to get to that which you want. So we land and I have a half an hour. Now it's a half an hour from the time that I'm sitting on the plane in waiting for the get, what is it? Uh, the, the walkway to attach to the plane. And so there were things that had to get done before I could even start my trek to the other side of the airport. So I wasn't like freaked out or anything. I was just like, I got up. I, I didn't run over anybody. I was just waiting for my turn to get off the airplane. But I had to, because I had a carry-on and it was a smaller plane, you check your bag curbside. And so then you have to wait for them to bring you your bag. And so, of course, I was like the last person that got my bag. So by, by this time, it's like I've lost 10 minutes. And the time... Um, that the flight was supposed to leave is 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 really not the it's when that time is that the, the plane starts taxing. So usually about 10 minutes before that time, they lock the door. So I had literally like 10 minutes uh, to get to the other gate. And I looked at my my uh, phone because my phone, I had the American Airlines app and I the, my phone said it was a 13-minute walk to get to the other to get to the other end of the airport. So I was like, okay, I know what time I got to beat. So I ran. I ran and I just hustled. I hustled and I was like, you know, if I if I don't get the flight, at least I had a good workout because I'm not I didn't get a workout in today. So I'm gonna get a little bit of a workout. And I'll tell you the next day I was a little sore from it, but I hustled. So I arrived at the gate and I went straight to the the guy who was at the stand. 
And they were, of course, there was two of them. They were processing the people to get on the flight. And you could tell that most of the people had boarded the flight. And I approached and I saw a standby list. And I was like, well, maybe my chances aren't great, but I'm here and I'll do whatever I can to make it happen. Just going along with the expectation that it will happen. So the guy, uh, I said, I was on the this flight, but we were, were going to not make it. And so I changed to the later flight. Is it uh, is there a possibility I can get on this flight? And he said, well, I can put you on standby. Uh, so uh, this this flight is full. And, you know, a lot of times people are on standby and, and the flight might not be full, but they wait till the end. I don't, I don't honestly don't know how. I've never worked at an airline, but so I'm just wishful thinking, right? So he put me on the list and I just stood there and observed. And I will tell you, not 30 seconds after I arrived at the gate, three people came up right behind me and were from my flight and the same thing happened to them. They were from my flight. They were on the original flight that was boarding now and they wanted to see if they could get still get a seat on this flight. And of course he said, no, we don't have the room. We uh, already have too many people on standby to accommodate. So I'm sorry. And I was like, oh my gosh, if I hadn't hustled, I wouldn't have gotten on the flight. If I hadn't taken that inspired action to get my butt to the the flight across the airport, I would have been behind them. So that was amazing. And I just was patiently standing there watching everybody board. And I saw everybody board. They did last call and nobody approached from the last call. And I saw him talk to her, the two agents. And he said, are we, are we closing? Are we ready? Cause that's what they have to do. They have to close the flight before they can accept standbys. So she said, yes. So he closed the flight. The sign went up on the board, flight closed. And he looked at me and he said, you're on. And so he gave me a ticket and, and this is the sad part, not 30 seconds after that. I mean, probably 15 seconds after he gave me my boarding pass, a young guy ran up and said, Oh, here's my, here's my boarding pass. And he looked at the guy and he said, the flight's closed. We did last call. It's too late. I've given your ticket to somebody else. (laughs) I'm like, I feel so bad. But I'm like, you know, you got to follow the procedures. Uh, And so, yeah, he missed. I I was thinking he can get my seat on the flight (laughs) afterwards uh, because it's now available. But that is not only... A, a great example of manifesting, but it just goes to show you all the little levers that had to be in the right position for me to have that manifestation manifestation come true. The flight had to be fast enough to get there. They, it, it had to speed up more than it normally could go because it wasn't supposed to get there on time. I had to hustle I had to be patient and not like freak out. I had to have this knowing that I thought it would really happen. 
And I was okay. You have to be a little detached with your manifestations. I was okay if it didn't happen because I had a plan B, but I still hustled. And I got there and I wasn't rude. I wasn't, I was just, so I was like, I was on the earlier flight. I gave a good explanation. And do you know that he took me first out of all the standby people? He took me first. And he knew that I had the original, I, I was thinking about this afterwards. And I thought, I think he gave it to me because the standby people weren't like original people on the flight. They were people that were trying to get on the flight um, for whatever reason. Or maybe they had a family member who was a pilot or something because they fly standby. But he gave it to me because he felt, I think, that that was my seat. Because originally I had my seat and the airlines kind of, because of the delay, caused my travel to be uh, interfered with. And so he rewarded me with giving me my seat back. And then I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to get the worst seat because, you know, it's the last seat. But I, I, it was technically his seat, right? So if he had a good seat, then I was, I was okay. So I get on the flight and it was a, it was a window seat, which I like window seats. I had had a window seat. And so I had a window seat. And so I was like, so excited that I manifested not only getting on my original flight, but getting a good seat. And then I think as I was, because I'm very, very friendly, especially when a manifestation happens and I'm walking down the aisle and there's a, one of the flight attendants and uh, he said something to me. And I was like, oh, this is my original flight. I ran from my other flight and I made it. And yeah, I don't know, something exciting that I was just emanating with excitement. And so I sat down. I don't know if, because I said that he rewarded me, but uh, so later as I'm sitting there, uh, and I wanted some coffee and they came through with the cart and I had this idea, oh, I'm going to have some Baileys, oh, some Baileys in my coffee, celebrate my manifestation. So he says, what, what can I get you to drink? And I said, oh, do you have Baileys? And he said, yeah. I said, oh, I'll some Baileys and coffee. And you know, you always have to pay for alcohol on airplanes. So I reached out to get my Baileys, fully expecting to pay for it. He handed me two Baileys and held my hand as he was passing me the Baileys and winked at me <laughs> and like did this little nod, like, here you go, you know, on me. So I never had to pay for my Baileys. I got two Baileys, which I wouldn't have had, but okay. So that was my manifestation. And I believe that if I hadn't been listening to the Vortex, and had that, even though I know about manifestation, it was just reinforced about you can have what you want. You create the energy and the energy is within your control and what you put out comes back to you. And when I was thinking about what to talk about today, I thought people always need to hear great stories of manifestation. And the action for you today, after listening to this, is go out and create something in your head that you desire to have and believe that it is possible and rid yourself of any doubt and any thoughts that will push it away. 
because doubt is energy that pushes away what you want. Have faith it will happen. You might want it to happen in a certain amount of time, but don't worry about time because we can manifest things more quickly than we think are possible. And sometimes they might take a little longer. Be detached from the timeline. Just know that the energy you put out has to believe it's possible and you have to be clear about what that is. And think about it. Put that positive energy of that desire out every single day. Don't just think it once and then not think about it again. Because if you're not thinking about it a lot, do you really desire it? So you just need to believe and that belief comes in the form of positive energy that comes out of you. So go and manifest and have fun with it. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at notyouraveragegrandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.